All right, we're going to start giving a little background to me. I am 37 years old, and I met my soon-to-be ex-husband um, when we were 18 and 19. Um, fell in love really fast. Um, and I will say, now that I've looked at it, uh, you can come off a bad experience, which I had my first boyfriend right before that, and, and it... You know, he kind of broke my heart, but I was, it wasn't that big a deal. But I always had low self-esteem, except in areas of sports and stuff like that. Low self-esteem about my appearance and um, that sort of thing. I mean, people would tell me all the time, like, I was beautiful. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was just because I was such a tomboy. I just didn't look at myself like that in a girly way. So um, he was basically everything... I could ask for in a guy like charismatic. I mean, he was in all the same interest. Oh, let's do this. I mean, I mean, there was never a disagreement. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Told me he loved me two weeks in. Like, wow, he wants to spend every waking moment with me. Talks to me all the time. Like, to me, it was everything. And um, when I look back after researching and knowing, like, that's the love bomb phase. Um, it's being everything you want someone to be and them knowing what you want to be and playing that part, they're a chameleon. They blend into any situation um, and are everything you want them to be, even though it's not necessarily them. Um, so I loved feeling loved. I loved having someone that wanted to be around me all the time. And then it slowly trickles into, within months, they want to make sure that you, they have you, they know they love you, that you will stay with them, and he did. I mean, within six months, I had a discard phase where we were still together, but it was, I want to go, with, I want to go with friends, but he never went out with friends. Man, you're so clingy. Why? And he turned everything about me, around about me. And I felt like crap about myself. I was like, oh my God, am I clingy? Am I this? Like, and I look back at that now where I'm like, oh my God, I did do that. I questioned everything about myself when he's the one that was around all the time. And that just was turned on me. And I caught him in lies about then, uh, he, which I know now, you know, if they use too much detail, most likely they're lying. Usually if you tell the truth, you're more broad with it. Um, you know, what'd you do last night? And he had like every hour, like, oh, this was, and found out they're at a strip club the whole time, you know? And so I uh, caught him talking to women or, but it's just talking or he lied his way out of it. And all these red flags were there, but he had me. I mean, I, he could talk his way out of any situation. And in my head, it sounded completely normal. I mean, he would talk you in circles where you're so confused and then you'd go back six months and be like, why did I not question that more? Um, so there's some stuff I should have looked at. Uh, he could cuss out his mom in a drop of a hat. Granted, his mom is, is a psycho. Um, and that's where he got it from. His mom's a narcissist. Um, it's just he, she doesn't have the sociopath with it to have no empathy, but she raised him. Um, I've learned that there's two different types of uh, narcissists. There's ones, because a lot of times ones are bred from being um, neglected as a child. He wasn't. He was put on a pedestal. Um, he did no wrong. If they did anything, there would be an excuse for it. So that's where he's, he's a grandioso narcissist where he had never had punishments for anything. He, he always got his way. Nothing was ever wrong. And that's how he lived his life. And, you know, his sibling does the same way um, and has a horrible marriage. And, and it's just, it's sad. But I had those red flags right off the bat of, you should have your own life. And that's where I want to get to before I ever date again is I need to have my own life, my own space. Even though I am the type that loves and loves hard where, why? You love them. Let's spend every waking moment together. I am that personality. But I need to know that you have to have an outlet because 
I, if I would have had more of that where I, I did stuff or felt confident in myself or went out and did normal things and, instead of been, being like just devoted to sports and just doing this, like um, I probably wouldn't have been as easily manipulated or been where I just didn't have friends around me anymore. I, I mean, it was just all him all the time. I mean, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But so on our four year or three year anniversary, I think, yeah, we got engaged or that summer before, and then we got married on our four-year anniversary. So we got married, engaged during our, the summer before our senior year of college, and off and on I heard stories. I even broke up once in college because I heard that I was away at a basketball tournament and he did something, but no, I mean, of course, he talked his way out of it, and I had no actual proof proof, and um, we got married, and within the first year, he's like, I want a baby, let's have a baby, because we didn't party, we didn't do anything, and, you know, I was like, that's great, like, I... Great. So I was three months pregnant by the time our one year hit. And my first D-Day, which some website calls it D-Day, the first one you knew about, um, happened when I was five months pregnant with my first child. And he came back from a work trip that was four days, a training trip. And he got off the plane and just... That's the only time he acted weird. He just looked different. He just looked at me different. Or I don't know if it was sixth sense. The way he embraced me, the way he kissed my forehead, everything was just off. Um, but he just thought I was paranoid. But I'm like, usually I like to have sex all the time. And he, it just was different. And then um, I think two days passed. We're trying to watch a movie. And he just was different. And I finally stopped the movie. And I still can remember the movie. It was a... Uh, uh, Tom Cruise wore the world and I stopped it and I said something's up what's going on I mean this is not normal and I wouldn't let up and he I made a mistake I, I just made a mistake you know I talked too much with the girl and then we were all watching stuff in groups every night we watched The Apprentice every night and somehow you know we got left alone and we kissed and made out or something like that um, mind you when I found out, this was after he was on a trip where, here, I'll put the phone to my belly, talk to the baby. Like, we were in a good place, like a great place. That's why I think everyone assumes that something has to be so wrong with the relationship when this happens. The, the weird thing is, the majority of ours, they were always when I thought it was great. Like, and, and that we were in a good place. And that you would have never guessed anything happened. And that's another problem. Like, some people cheat out of necessity or because their marriage sucks. So they never have sex. They never... They feel neglected. They feel this. And it's like, that, that's another reason why, you know, I researched stuff and went to therapy because it's not ours. He has a problem. I, I have to, and it's, it's been hard to try to realize that I was a damn good wife. And we had a very active sex life. And I did everything for him. I put him up on pedestals. I made sure he didn't do anything because I, my life goal was to please him. Um, but that bores them. That bores his personality type because he already has you. He wants to chase. And, um... So he kind of, he didn't cry when he told me that, but he just got really shitty and um, I just got mad. So I started like looking at the phone bill because I could look it up all the time and I saw a number that was being texted all the time and called. So I figured out who it was right away. I Googled the number, it came up for the company. I left her a crying message and she actually called me back and I didn't... I didn't, I just kept on saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm leaving. I don't know what I'm doing. And when she called me, I kind of tricked her and I said, 
She goes, I couldn't not call you because my, I told, I've only confided in my best friend and she said she would have killed me and can't believe I would ever do this to another woman. And he spoke so highly of you and like how you were this great wife and you're expecting a baby. And the whole time I'm thinking, someone told you this about their wife and you slept with them and you chose to sleep with them. When they were talking highly, it takes two people to do this. Like, why doesn't one person stand up, which is still my husband's fault. She was single. He's the married man. But it takes a woman just to look at you and be like, you know what you're doing is wrong? Instead of spread her legs. So I said, did you at least use protection? And she said, yes, my roommate had some. Uh, some. So that's how I found out that they actually had sex because I was told they kissed, of course. Um, I started sleeping in the spare bedroom because he wouldn't leave our main be bedroom once I found out they'd had sex. And she said he told her not to call or to, to talk to me at all because I have no idea what went on, you know, fully or how long they talked. But I was in that spare bedroom for probably two months. He'd come in and, and, and after we started talking or I stayed, he'd come in and have sex with me sometimes. And I'd look at the phone bill and he would have went back in and been texting her uh, for two months. He, this went on where I could see him in constant contact with her. And I, I tried to live a normal life. I had to take off a week of work. I went and stayed at my parents' house for a week because I couldn't stop throwing up because I was pregnant and I was emotional. And um, it, was, it was physically affecting me. So um, I tried to let it go. And he finally said, well, if you promise to stay with me, I'll stop talking to her. And now when I look back at that, I'm like, how messed up was that? Like, I'll stop talking to someone I cheated on you with that lives on a different coast if you stay with me. And I was just like, fine, I'll stay. And so I started checking the phone bill all the time and the, the number went away. Um, fast forward, because we're just going to talk about the first one this time. Um, recently, when I was, had stuff going on currently, I mean, you're talking 13 years later, I finally had the balls to message her because that phone call is the only interaction I had with her. And I had finally gotten to an okay place before he came back into my life again recently to just be at peace, and, but I needed to speak my peace because there were so many women that contacted me and, I, and, and he wouldn't let me talk because he was like, I don't want you to deal with this. I never got to talk for me, and so I sent her a message, and I said, you know, it's taken me 13 years to do this, but you wrecked my life. You were the start while I was five months pregnant of some of the worst times in my life, and to do that to another woman is horrific, but yet you never had to have any consequences for it. And I needed to tell you that what you did was so utterly wrong, and I don't know how you could have done that to another woman. But I wish you no ill will. It was a long time ago, and people make mistakes. And, but I had to finally stand up for myself and say that what you did was disgusting, and it was wrong. And she actually messaged me back, and a really nice thing, and said... I'm so sorry. I've lived with that. And I think karma got me. I'm unable to have children and I'm still single at like 38. Um, and blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. It was so wrong on me. I'm so sorry you went through this. And I told her like, you know, he went on to cheat many times and I didn't know he was like, I didn't know I was just another one in his thing. I, I, you know, I guess I was in a dark place and wanted to believe everything he said. I didn't ask her to go into detail, but that told me right there that when she had told me he, he talked so highly of me, he must not have. I, she, she said she was in a dark place and just wanted to believe in the stuff he was telling her. So he must have been talking and telling her, and I have no idea. I didn't ask anything more. I didn't ask if they saw each other because there was constant training. 
So I don't know if they even met up more at different trainings and it continued. I have no idea and I don't think I want to know and it doesn't matter. So she ended up looking him up on LinkedIn. So right away I got a shitty text from my husband saying, now we're messaging people from 13 years ago. You're psychotic. And I wasn't trying to be that way with her. I just, I just needed to almost be closure with it. And in fact, he took that and his, and his lawyer went and said I was mentally unfit to be a parent the next day at court. And then rescinded it and signed the parenting plan because once his lawyer finally figured out that I really didn't harass, because he said I was harassing somebody, I had sent one message and it wasn't even mean. Uh, uh, yeah, he's full of crap. So that's my first story. And I did finally say something. And we did go back and forth a little bit. And I, do, I would love to pick her brain, though, I think. I think I would. I would love to have her on if this podcast ended up like people actually listening to it. I would love if one of them would actually talk on it. Because it's all anonymous. And see it from the perspective of what they're being told. But the sad part is, I don't think she would. And all the rest of them knew what they were doing and didn't care and were local and more around me and just didn't give a shit and could care less about me and would never get on a podcast or anything because they were whores and they just wanted to sleep with somebody and they didn't care. They wanted him to pay for stuff. So that would be interesting to hear it from her perspective. Maybe one day someone will do that. Um, but that was the first and I stayed and, um, and I never sought counseling or anything else. I just dealt. And my baby was the most important thing to me. And I, I stayed to keep my family together. And because I loved him. And I wanted to be chosen, I guess. So I will get back on. And we will go through more of it. And think, uh, thanks for listening. Once I actually put these out there for people to listen to. Um, everyone have a great day.